T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Ignition. Liftoff. Liftoff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and girls for another special edition of the Michael Deacon program. Glad to see you. Glad that you have hit play. And I'm joined by a very special guest this evening. Someone that you may or may not know, but those that are hardcore listeners of this program will know who he is. My guest this evening is Daniel from End of Days Radio. I'm so glad he's here, boys and girls. I'm glad that we are able to do this and put together this program for you. And without further ado, let's bring him right on in. Well, Daniel, welcome to the program. Thanks for um, being here and spending some time with us. I'm glad you're alive and not dead like uh, Lisa Marie Presley, I think that's her name. Ah, yes. uh, That's Michael Jackson's wife. That was, yeah, that was the former fling. So many people would call him a a gay man or a, pedo- a pedophile. A pedophile. He was, neither. He, was, he was married to a beautiful woman. Yes, he really was married to the lovely Lisa Marie Presley. And I think someone had mentioned her on the Celebrity Death Pool 2023, by the way. Could be wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of an ongoing thing you got going, like a Deadpool. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been the most popular segment that we do on the program. It, it always beats everyone else. No guest comes close is this a particular guest that does these oh no it's just me and mike hideous ah 
Dude. And we take callers and, you know, that sort of thing. How's that guy doing? Mike is great. He's doing fa- he's doing fantastic. He's out there in the woods being a hermit, basically, as always. Yeah. How is his health stable? Is he? Uh... He's in good health. He's in good health, except his mental health, maybe not so much. I mean, he goes ballistic over politics. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but he's been getting red pilled um, on this program for a while, but he's made he's made some obvious mistakes, um, like being jabbed, for instance. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, boy, I could, uh, really go into that one, but, uh, it's scary. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, It's a sad thing, you know, and we were talking to him, all of us were, even the guests that I brought in, um, they were telling him not to be, not, not to get vaccinated, to stay away from it. But, you know, he has a friend who's also a doctor and I think he was in his ear and he convinced Mike to get the jab, the government serum. Yeah, you know, it can be kind of hard for me to convince people because on one hand, I'm I'm giving them some legit scientific data about right. the jab. And then, you know, they, they catch me talking about flat earth or something like that. <laughs> and I lose all credibility. Well, that happens, you know, that happens. And um, by the way, for those who don't know, I am talking to Daniel and I hosted the show. Me and Daniel, rather, hosted the show End of Days Radio way back in the day. And I can't. I can't even believe it's been that long, Daniel. Yeah, this is definitely giving me flashbacks here. I mean, we're here on Skype and talking to each other. It feels like it's, what, 2015 all over again. Like 2012. Back in the good old days before COVID and the Great Reset. and Before everything. Elon Musk. Isn't that crazy? Way back in 2012, we were doing the show on just some gaming headsets. Yeah. Uh, wow. Turtle Beach. Turtle Beach headsets. Yeah. Gaming headsets that are, those are quite popular for those who don't know. And if you have any kids, um, they'll, they're probably rocking a pair right now. You know, uh, V, right? V? Yeah. Like I, I know V and I caught wind that I think you were on V's podcast or something like that. Oh, you mean the guy, um, from another country, a different country. Yeah, the red pill hardcore guy. Yeah, yeah, he was on the show. He's been on more than once, I think. I think he's been on twice. Yeah, he's he's a trip. He's he's uh, a really interesting guy, no doubt. But he has that setup where he has like five different computer monitors, and then he wears those oh wow gaming phones with the blue LED lights in them. Wow, not that I didn't know. I would yeah. pro- I would probably make fun of him if I knew that. I'd probably <laughs> laugh at him. Cool. It looks like Batman. It's a little much, though. I mean, it's a cool setup. It looks all right. But I mean, do do you really want to be the guy rocking all the crazy lights? Like if you have if you're walking around with L.A. gears on like you would if you were a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it, it, it's cool. It's a cool aesthetic look, I guess. It's yeah, like he, very Tron. He told that story where like he was in a bar and all these like oh my. gang stalker people were there and like they were starting to mess with him and then he blacked out and he woke up and like all their bodies were just on the floor. Like he blacked out and he beat the shit out of all of them. Well, that's what he says, but did he really? Uh, who knows? He looks like a pretty big guy. It's, it's, uh, he's not a small guy. That's for sure. Yeah. He's, he's cool though. I mean, I, I respect him. He's gotten out of the country and he's completely off the grid. And that's something that, yeah, that's, I wish I could do. And he did it a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. That was in like yesterday. Uh, it was a while ago. He's uh, 
he he completely left the country. He was tired of all the surveillance and stuff like that. He's a little bit like uh, Max Egan. He's totally off grid. Who's been on the program not long ago, by the way. He's living out there in Mexico now. Max. Max Egan, yeah. Yeah, he's he's always a good one to have. He's been pretty, you know, like a lot of our friends out there. He's been deplatformed quite a bit. Yeah, he he's um, gone through the ringer. And it seems like there's a pattern with all these whistleblower types. I mean, they get divided. Um, they're well, rather, let me re, let me reinstate that. These subjects seem to divide their families all the time. Their their kids, their, their wives, cousins, what what have you. Um, they catch wind of what you're talking about, and some of them check out, and you know they stay their distance from you in other words and it, it's happened to so many different whistleblowers out there and i'm sure it happens to uh people like me and you at times if we're not you know if we are faced with with that sort of conundrum where our parents or relatives don't necessarily believe the same things that we do they probably think we're insane talking about um the jab or 9-11 or the paranormal. I mean, these are all subjects you don't normally talk about with your family. And if you do, they might uh, think you're insane. Oh, sure. I've, I've had that experience. I've uh, pretty much dis disconnected from most of my extended family for that very reason that, you know, when the uh, stuff happened in 2020, I was very vocal about <laughs> Were you? what was happening and they disagreed. And, uh, you know, there are several other issues that oh, were no. building up to it, but we just kind of parted ways and um i'm i'm okay with it because i just don't relate to them on that level anymore they they, they don't seem to understand any of this at all it just sounds like a bunch of schizo nonsense to them it just sounds like trash yeah and you know it, it sucks it's like uh you know everybody wants to have a family group and fit in and stuff like that but if i'm destined to be the black sheep and that's the way that it is then that's the way that it is i'm not gonna cry about it or anything like that i'm just gonna consider the you know the people out there the, the truth community so to speak that's my family very nice and you know daniel i had mentioned that you're going to be on the show and some people out there you know they were wondering uh, and they were asking me questions they were they were saying why don't you ask him there you daniel they, they were saying why don't you ask him you know why you guys uh broke up why the show ended I, they kept asking me that, and, and I'm like, no, I'm not gonna. I don't want to get into that here on the show. But you know what, Daniel? You know they keep asking me about that, and I think you know what? If you guys want to know, if you want Daniel uh, to tell you, um, I thought, well, you know, fuck it, go ahead. You know, go ahead, and um, the show stopped being fun for you. Uh, yeah, you know, there, there's quite a bit of um, things that were said, and um. But me personally, like before I get into this, I, I wanted to say that, you know, it's the people that are asking this, like, I, I think both me and Michael have explained this many times. And I, right. I think it's kind of time to start moving forward. Like, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, like, like for example, um, Michael had apologized to me recently and I, I just told him, look, you know, Mike, you don't, you don't need to apologize to me for anything. Like it's water under the bridge and you know, he apologized the first time. That was totally good enough for me. And it's, it's, I don't think anybody was the victim in the situation. We both said and did things I'm sure we're not proud of. And, you know, one, one thing, especially that 
I'm not proud of is, uh, you know, questioning how hard Michael worked on the show because, you know, this guy, he works so hard on end of days radio and probably harder than anybody I've ever seen work on anything in my life. And, you know, I, I would like to give him full credit for that. And, uh, basically what happened, you know, we, we can say it was this or that, or, yeah, well, you know, but, I said some things, you said some things, you know, we're both out of line. It happens. Sure, sure. And, and really at the end of the day, I, I think we were both just kind of outgrowing each other in, in, in terms of doing a show together. I think we both wanted to have our own platform and we both had a certain idea of our career path doing this and it, it differed. And, you know, the way that it happened, of course, was unpleasant and shouldn't have gone down that way but I, I don't think it was a bad thing in the long run i, I think, think we it, i think we overreacted though to be honest yeah i think it, we both exactly. kind of did i think that it, it seemed like a big deal at, a t at the time but you know uh, as time went on and i reflected back on it i i think that it, it just it was just really us being ready for the next stage something we probably both knew would eventually happen I, I think we were, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think we were kind of immature at the time too, in terms of the way we handled, um, things with the show. I, I think we sort of cared a lot and, you know, our ideas sort of just clashed. Yeah, I think so. I, I do think the show that we were doing was phenomenal. I yeah, had a great that, time. Yeah. It had something that I, I don't feel that my show has now. I mean, I, I do like doing my show. It's, it's incredible and I, I think it's very good but you know sometimes i do miss getting together with the with the fam so to right. speak on a saturday night and i hear you, you know there's something kind of innocent about it before all this you know darkness and demonic stuff and all that it was just it was the the good old days the days of innocence yeah when things were a lot different than they are uh, today obviously and um who would have known right who would have known that um, the world would have been turned upside down by the flu? Yes, yes. Um, I was before this all happened. I was starting to have my doubts. I was starting to think that the proverbial end of days that we were all looking forward to. I, I think that I was starting to really doubt it, starting to wonder if maybe I should just not care about that sort of thing anymore and just get on with my life. Next thing I know, this global pandemic is starting and. People are on the floor in China and they're, they're ah. <laughs> man. Yeah. You know, those videos, I always mention this on the program, but those first essential wave of videos that were released out on Twitter, those were uh, pretty frightening, Daniel. Those were like a resident evil video game. Yeah. I, I question now if those were ever real or right. if they were what we might call a deep fake, you know, some kind of, psyop type of thing like you've had a oh god why can't i uh, michael aquino right on your, on your show a couple of times he passed away didn't he yeah but he, he was passed away. the author of a book called mind war and he he was also the head of all psyops for the united states i believe is that correct that's right yeah yeah so this guy i mean he, he comes on our programs and he he tells us about what they're doing like what kind of warfare they're using it's all about uh making the enemy feel defeated without ha ever having to actually take any physical action or boots on the ground type of action on them and uh, this man he's also a uh, i wouldn't call him a satanist but he he comes from the um you know the the church of satan and antoine levey and 
he, he was accused of pedophilia. You know, we don't right. know if he did it or not. That's, you know, especially now that he's passed, we don't want to um, put that on him if it's not true. But this is who was in charge of PsyOps. This is a self-professed set, set in. Um, you know, set, in, set is just another name for the devil or Satan. And they were doing ritual magic, the same type of stuff that a guy like Aleister Crowley was doing. And this is the person who was uh, behind a lot of these mental warfare type of things yeah. that were happening and knowing this what what is that you know what does that make of something like covid knowing that they're capable of this type of mental warfare i mean could this be exactly like what a lot of the truth community says is this a great reset a way to change the economy to digital currency as well as reduce reduce the population it's pretty scary it really is. And that's Michael Aquino, Lieutenant Colonel, Psychological Operations. And um, yes, obviously, he is no longer with us. He had really bad, he had, he had um, lots of um, bad health issues. And one in particularly was his heart. He had a really um, screwed up heart valve. And um, I think that's what ultimately killed him. But, but some are saying he actually shot himself, Daniel. Really? Yeah, that's what I last heard. Huh, he'd be an old guy to be committing suicide like that. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know if that's true or not. Those are just things I've, I've heard in the past. And, uh, you know, I've even contemplating calling his wife, Lilith, and maybe interviewing her if I can or could. Yeah, like I told you offline, I've, uh, I've tried to get Antoine LaVey's daughter on my show. And uh, what's her name? Zena? Zena. Yeah, I believe that's her name. And her and her husband actually left the Church of Satan and joined the Temple of Set. So they kind of, she, she betrayed her own father, if you want to call it that. Of, of course, I'm sure what actually went down was more detailed. And you know, she has her side of the story. But she completely turned her back on him and joined up with his, his enemy. Uh, uh, Michael Aquino. I, I don't think they were. Well, you mean? I mean, they did clash at first, but in the end, uh, I think they weren't exactly uh, enemies at the end there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't totally sure about that. I remember he was when we had him on. You know, back when we were doing a show together, he yeah. was still kind of talking some a lot of smack about Antoine Levey and his big ego and all that. Right. Though, yeah, that was very. That was probably our first interview that we did with him. But he, I, I find it mm -hmm. interesting that while LeVay's take, you know, he had kind of a more atheistic perspective on, on the devil and all that. Um, Michael Aquino and Zena and them, they, they seem to be a little bit more of the school that, you know, this, these entities are real. And uh, I, I remember watching a particular program. It's on YouTube. It's Zena uh, and her husband. And they're, going on this talk show and they're talking about this sort of uh, oh, yeah. ritual stuff they're into. And they're talking about doing a, a ritual about set and you know, he, the host, he asked, well, did the, uh, did the devil appear? Did he, did he, uh, uh, did he manifest in front of you? And, and she said he, he made his presence known. And that's exactly how it goes when you're into ritual magic. You know, it's, you don't necessarily see anything manifest in front of you but at some point this 
presence, it will make itself known. You might see some type of synchronicity or you might have some type of vision or you might have somebody step into your life that's talking to you out of nowhere. Right. No doubt. And are you still um, very much involved with the dark arts, Daniel? Um, I wouldn't say that. Like what happened was, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say like I'm proud of it. It's just sort of something that happened. It, I was kind of becoming like most people. I was having my doubts about, you know, getting, getting results using magic and things like that. I mean, I, I always kind of believed in demons and the devil, but there's always that part of me that questioned it. You know, that skeptical part of me that was like, you know, this could just be fake. I, I need some proof. And I suppose this is what motivated me to kind of get involved in this stuff. I mean, what's more exciting than actually seeing results come from magic? You know, it's viewed by most people as like this nonsense, like people that are into it, they're cosplaying, they're pretending, they're, they're LARPing. But uh, basically what happened, and this is going to sound so stupid, I kind of, you know, I, I prefaced this a little <laughs> bit with last night because oh, no. it sounds so ridiculous, but it, it started as a prank. Uh, 2020 was rolling around and I, I wasn't working because, you know, everything was getting shut down. I was in a new field of work and I just wasn't able to do it because, well, yeah, nobody was coming out of their houses. Everybody was wearing masks and I was in front of the computer and I was on Twitter and I, I got this idea of I'm, I'm going to try to channel. Like I'm going to be like one of these bullshit artists, psychic people. I'm going to see if I can get any to buy, anybody to buy into it. I'm going to see if I can get like, maybe even like a little following going. Like, can I, can I do people? And I know this sounds horrible and it's probably going to make me look like a huge liar and deceiver. And a lot of people probably aren't even going to believe what I have to say after this point, because I'm being honest about this. But yeah, I was trying to bullshit people and I came up with the idea of I'm going to channel the ancient Sumerian god Anki, E-N-K-I, also known as Ea, E-A. So uh, I did this because, you know, I was a big fan of Sitchin and I, I knew a lot of other people were and I thought that maybe people would kind of resonate with this. And in Sitchin's books and the whole ancient astronaut thing, it's always been a huge inspiration for me. You know, well, I've said this a million times, you know, we've talked about this, but um, Sitchin's one of his last books, End of Days, that was a big inspiration for me. And I was reading that and experimenting with psychedelics and that, that's a. Uh, kind of what put me on the path of, of eventually getting into, you know, podcasting and all that stuff. But I, I just started kind of going on Twitter and saying, Anki says this, or Anki says that. And, you know, people were kind of vibing to it. I was having fun. But the more and more I would say this name, Anki, and the more and more I'd go on like Wikipedia or other websites and, and read about it, the more interested I became in it. And the more I started to get this weird energetic feeling about my body next thing i knew it was like i was i'd be looking at a piece of information and it would lead me to another piece of information it was like a buildup was happening inside of me like some type of momentum was starting and it started to become kind of like an obsession you know i i, I wasn't just goofing around anymore now i was deep diving for more and more information so that i could you know keep this sort of lie going, you know, keep, keep people interested. And uh, what, basically what happened was it started to become real. I started to really channel, like I'd kind of clear my mind and 
that this voice would start coming through my mind and, and I would start repeating what was coming through and information that I really shouldn't have access to was starting to come through and it, it made no sense. There was a lot of stuff about electricity. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm Googling, right. I'm Googling. Cause I'm, I want to, I want to find out if anybody else has else, done this. Yeah. I, I want to Inky, see in other else. words. Yes. yes. Thank you. That's exactly what it was. It was uh, so you're was. looking for validation to see if anyone else had been conjuring or uh, anything along those lines in information downloads, as they say, um, from Anki, from beyond. And, and that's basically what you're saying. And um, you were, you know, you were just sort of um, ribbing everyone. You were just um, playing the gimmick up at first. And then you started actually receiving these messages from someone else. Yeah, it's like, the more I read these names of these gods and retyped them on Twitter, the more this crazy energy, magical energy was building up and it eventually just started to take over. Wow. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm like sitting there in tears. I'm like, what's going on? I don't get this. This, this is real. This is, this is amazing. This is like, you know, a, a life changing spiritual experience. I don't even understand. And so I'm, I'm Googling, I'm looking for anybody else channeled Anki and, Michael, do you remember Robert Stanley? I do. Well, I'm Googling and this page pops up. It's called Letters from Luke. And coincidentally, a few months before I started. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Doing this Anki channeling. Robert was getting these emails from this crazy, like, possessed guy calling himself Anki. Ooh, and that's pretty creepy. I'm, yeah, I'm going through and I'm reading these letters and it's, I, I feel almost like they're written for me. Like, they're just full of this deep, esoteric information about the gods, about, about, um, you know, this, this character, Anki. He's, he's also saying that his name's Lucifer. He's saying he's been, He's been denigrated. He's been slandered. He's been named the devil, but in reality, he's he's Jesus Christ. And there's all this information in these in these letters. I, I wish I could repeat them all, uh, but at some point, Robert took the website down. I don't know if he was getting too freaked hmm. out or what, because I I was I don't know why I was doing this, but I I started emailing Robert under the name Anki, like I was I was. I don't know. You if emailed him. him or, yeah, I was kind of like, I, I, I apologize that at this point, but I was, I was maybe even kind of like harassing him a little. Like, <laughs> what the? Fuck? I know this sounds so. Oh uh, my god! I was like, yeah, this is this is Daniel from End of Days Radio, currently the, the avatar of the Lucifer Anki spirit. And when? How long ago was this? You know, I, I've tried. You know, I e I emailed him. I, I brought him on the show before. I think I've uh, brought him on at least once or twice, and um, I, I tried reaching out again maybe two years ago, I think it was, and uh, no response. Yeah, um, 
if that was me, I apologize. I don't know if I freaked him out. I you hope probably I did. did. But I mean, it's his fault to begin with because he it was, was it's his fault. On, yeah, he's coming on all these shows talking <laughs> about Lucifer Anki, and you know, suddenly Daniel, host of End of Days Radio, gets possessed by something. <laughs> That's so funny. But um, you know, it just wow. kept getting worse and worse. And, uh, I, I eventually this led to you know I was getting all this information about the gods and uh, AKA the Anunnaki and um, it, it, all these clues from these letters and this other information I was channeling. It was, it was like this magical force was leading me to, to these different bits of information on different places on the internet. And I had a buddy, uh, um, I'm not going to say his name because we're no, we're no longer friends. No but, shit. Yeah. But he was like really into researching. What happened? Well, th this he guy got angry he was, at you. Uh, he was really into like like this racial stuff. You know, I, I've kind of talked to you about this. Oh, this guy. Yeah, I I found the information to be really fascinating, but something was kind of bothering me about it. It was a little bit white power ish, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it was a little. It was, it was a little bit of neo Nazi ish. Yeah, and probably not intentionally. It was just like this sort of Aryan root race theory about people that had this RH negative blood and kind of this, this idea of who they were and where they came from and what it all traces back to. And you know, this was kind of going on at the same time. And it also influenced this heavy, deep research that I was doing, this like magically infused research into, into the gods and into, into magic. And um, this, was the, this was something that I feel like I should have always known, but I never really made this connection. And I'm talking about the connection between the ancient astronauts or the Anunnaki and the modern day Illuminati, because the idea is that these 13 bloodlines are actually hybrids and their ancestry goes back to the gods, you know, which very, might, very well might be true. And along with all of that is this, this um, ancient religion, this ancient priesthood, and there's all these types of magic people talk about. You know, you have Ouija board, tarot card, um, uh, scrying, you know, the list goes on and on, Mount mantra. But there's a type of magic that doesn't get a whole lot of attention. And it's something that Aleister Crowley actually practiced, but he practiced it in private. Like he would create all these books and stuff like that, and he would teach people things but he he didn't really go into this very much because it was meant to be a secret and it's uh, well, what it really is it's like the religion of the elite these hybrids that are descended from the ancient gods it's, it's called draconian magic and it's uh draconian like uh you know the word dragon or draco and this is also the entire base of the whole reptilian thing like you know david ike and the reptilian aliens and uh, you know, he he's of the school of thought that the Anunnaki were actually reptilian gods. And what and one of the main examples that's given in Gary Wayne. You know Gary Wayne, right? Yes, I believe I brought him on before. Um <laughs> yeah. with I'm um, forgetting exactly who it was, but I, I think I kind of uh, upset him a little bit. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking about autism and God and you know, I, I said some things I probably shouldn't have said. Um but basically, I was just stating that we're kind of all just sort of brainwashed into believing certain things, even with um, religion. 
Um, but that's a whole other story. I don't mean to um, get us off of that subject. But yes, the whole thing with the Illuminati reptilian bloodlines, that's something that's been uh, talked about for a long time now. And I agree with you. There is something odd about this sort of um, connection. It does make you wonder if perhaps David Icke was sort of right about it. Maybe they're not physically reptilian, but they definitely have that reptilian brain that we all have. Sure. Except so, theirs is more, you know, it's uh, it's a little bit more active than uh, than the normal. Sure. And in these letters from Luke that Robert Stanley was receiving, and he was putting them online, that one of the instructions that Luke gave to Robert was he wanted him to research Tiamat. Now, Tiamat is from ancient Sumer, ancient Babylon. Right. And Tiamat is basically the mother of the gods. And at one part in the Illuma Elish, the Babylonian creation epic, it's described that Tiamat transforms into a dragon. So that tells us two things, that Tiamat can shapeshift, kind of like we hear about these reptilian aliens and yeah. skinwalkers and things like that today. That's a clue. And Tiamat turned into a dragon. Now, dragon, uh, what's going on there? Tiamat also spawned dragons in order to do battle against the gods. So Tiamat is the mother of all, all the gods. And because of this, all the gods, uh, they, are, they have a dualistic nature. You know, they, they are the shining ones in the light, but they also come from Tiamat, who is a creature of chaos. And if you look into Blavatsky, she refers to all the ancient gods as dragon gods. And these dragon gods, also known as the Anunnaki, they've passed that tradition down through these bloodlines and guys like Dracula and and uh, his father, the dragon. Dracula means son of the dragon, and his father was a dragon. And they were both part of what was called the Order of the Dragon. In fact, King Arthur and, and his fa father, Arthur Pendragon, they were also part of this ancient order that goes back to the times of the Anunnaki. And these these are the people that pass along this. Okay, now now Mike, we're getting into kind of the Tracy Twyman stuff. Oh no! Yeah, Tracy Twyman was investigating this. This very well might have been what got killed. Knock on wood. But she was investigating this elite sort of pedophilia, right? She's saying the Templars were involved. In so this they, yeah, so they say. Yeah, and through this strange research I was doing, I I also. It was becoming a little bit obsessed with the whole story of Tracy Twyman. And one one thing that she was doing earlier, early on, you know, before she interviewed with us and before she started going on the higher side chats and got into trouble with Isaac Cappy and all that, she was involved with this gentleman that was kind of like teaching her about this sort of dr draconian heritage. And, you know, these people, these people known as the nobles or the elites and the type of practices they're involved in. And, you know, it's kind of confusing because I, I never would have thought of like the Anunnaki or the gods as anything negative or anything like that. But apparently these traditions come from them. Uh, it's, it's basically a, a form of vampirism. It's uh, gaining energy and life force from blood. You know, you've heard about adrenochrome, right? Unfortunately I have. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, there is a woman named Elizabeth Bathory. She's one of the biggest mass murderers ever known. She was famous for killing young girls and filling a bathtub full of blood and bathing in it. Sounds because, about right. Because she was a royal. She was related to Dracula, and Dracula is related to Prince Charles today. You know, you've heard the rumors of 
the queen before she died. Supposedly she was drinking blood and, you know, they're, they're drinking it for the adrenochrome. And this, this isn't something that's necessarily like aliens and spaceships and stuff like this. This is more something that comes from ancient times. And, and that's exactly what these people are doing. They're, they're uh, using this ancient knowledge of how to steal life force from others because blood doesn't just have adrenochrome in it. It has stem cells in it. Uh, Le- LeBron James was actually experimenting with this stuff and a, a lot of this, tr- this transhumanistic stuff that you see coming through the elite and their think tanks. It's all about life extension, using the blood of the young to uh, extend the lives of the older people. You, you know, you have stem cells inside of there. You, you uh, back in the old days, like the berserkers, like the Vikings and the Scythians, what they do, like they get in a big battle with the enemy and they'd start fighting and stuff. And th- during the battle, like they would chop a dude's head off and just drink the blood right out of it. <clears throat> I know that's totally disgusting, but they did it because they would actually absorb the adrenaline from these guys that were all hyped up for battle. So they're going out, you know, to kick some butt and they're all hyped up and they're killing each other. They're drinking each other's blood. And every time they do that, they get all the adrenaline, right? Because everything in the blood, you know, like if Michael, if you were like high on LSD and I mean, we would never do that, that that would be disgusting. That'd be, like, yeah, that'd be You, you share some of your blood with one of your homies or something. He drank it. Well, he would experience like the emotions that you were feeling at the time because you'd have all those hormones and chemicals and shit flowing through your blood right right i i, I wouldn't recommend drinking my blood though so so these reptilian <laughs> yes. just, yeah, for these reptilian draconian people they have an entire uh study a whole an entire magical practice and alchemical practice based around making potions out of blood you know especially young people children's blood and um there's actually certain types of blood that they prefer. Like if the blood is closer to their bloodlines, like if it's RH negative blood, then you know they, they prefer it a little bit more than the other stuff. And this is this is kind of what's been going on in this planet for you forever. Know, since ancient times, yeah. These it's been going families. on. Yeah, they've been uh, doing ancient sacrifices to the gods, and you know the Maya also. They were doing bloodletting rituals. You know, that's when you could part of the body and, you know, the release the blood. And, you know, they would do these sort of things. They were all doing these sort of things. And it's been going on forever. And even till this very day, it still goes on. Exactly. I'm I'm sure you've seen the picture of the the Mayan picture where the guys like got this thorny rope thing. The other guys like licking blood off of it. I'm not sure if I've seen that one, but I've seen a lot of uh, images of of sacrifices and all that sort of jazz so i'm sure i might have seen it though yeah so there's something there so the idea of a vampire like a master vampire giving his blood to his underlings so that they can become vampires that has a a real sort of origin because back in the old days these um these tall gods these nephilim these nephilim that were descendants of the fallen angels that came down you know the whole story they they found the daughters of man to be wonderful and sexy so they created offspring and these were like the giants back then and the, you know they find these bodies of these tall kings <clears throat> excuse me that are like seven foot tall and they have red hair and cone heads and they have multiple rows of teeth well these guys would do a ritual where they would uh feed some of their blood to their underlings and mm. they gain sort of a psychic overlordship over them 
so they'd be able to kind of see through their eyes and feel them when they're closed and and they they would kind of impart some of their essence to them so that they could have that connection and that's where the the myth of the modern day vampire comes from when um you know the the master vampire feeds a little bit of his blood to his underlings to achieve a type of psychic overlordship over them and it still goes on today there's still people in the backstage of the reality these these elites that have this like look at look at this some of these Rothschilds. they got these like long extended conish looking heads you know, there's something about them. <laughs> yeah, not, they do. Yeah, it's weird, man. Right. There's something about them that's just not human. You know, and then, you know, once again, you have Prince Charles. He's bragging about rela- being related to Dracula. The, the Nephilim, like, a lot of us have a misconception about them. We think that the Nephilim were all giants. But that's not actually what the scriptures say. It says that some of them were giants. Some of, and others were just monsters. Like, some of them were, like, these multi-headed beasts that had different types of animal heads and basically what i'm telling you is just about any supernatural creature that you've heard of or can think of originates from these original actions by these fallen angels of impregnating these human women and all these different bloodlines were created like vampires werewolves mermaids satars centaurs all these different sort of mythical creatures came from those unions back then in fact they're still kind of doing that sort of thing now uh, it's possible that the vaccine itself might be uh, DNA manipulation because that's part of the transhumanism is to in- graft animals onto us to um, basically ruin our, our our genes, which are in a way perfect because we were created perfect beings. We don't we don't need to be improved upon. Transhumanism is not an improvement; it's a reduction because we were already made to have like psychic abilities and things like that. And the toxification of the environment and things of that nature is why we're not able to access those abilities. So uh, this this force that's trying to change humanity is the same force that was was creating a secret society religion in the Book of Enoch and was impregnated impregnating human women. And this has to do with um, the Basque culture and some of their legends and well, what they would consider history of like there are certain caves. They'd send women or virgins into, and there's a, a dragon in there. You know, dragon's kind of a code word for these Nephilim bloodlines, and they'd sacrifice the virgin, and you know, you'd eat her, or drink her blood, or whatever. And that that's and we could where... we could tie this all together. For by the way, for those who are probably wondering, okay, well, where where is this leading towards? Well, I kind of understand where we can all sort of connect the dots, and uh, you know, with COVID nineteen, SARS CoV two. You know, I mentioned it's just the flu, um, but it goes a little bit more beyond than just, quote unquote, the flu. It's pretty much a, a bioweapon. And, uh, you know, Fauci and Gates, a lot of uh, these people, the WEF, the CFR, Big Pharma, um, the um, WHO, you know, the World uh, um, Health Organization, um, all these, uh, these entities, you know, they're all about eugenics and altering our dna it's been going on since the dawn of time alteration of our dna seems to be quite important daniel absolutely and this is actually uh, really confusing for me because i'm still not sure if this entity i was dealing with was actually enki or if it was some kind of a lesser a lesser yeah. spirit or something of that nature some kind of devil or demon well you never know i mean you know you do you brought up some good things and 
that also goes along with this sort of transhumanist agenda and these um, gray reptilian beings, um, kind of, um, and it also goes back to um, Aleister Crowley when he was uh, living in New York doing magic and he did this whole um, Amalantra working where he conjured a gray alien, basically, named uh, Lamb, I believe. Absolutely. And Crowley was wise to this stuff. He he didn't call it draconian magic, but he would like call it t- typhonic magic, like typhon, which basically means the same thing. And he was obsessed about it enough to buy a, a castle on Loch Ness. And he did that because of the Loch Ness monster and the fact that this this could have been like a dinosaur. It's said that, that the dinosaurs and the dragons were one the same in the past. Like some dinosaurs may have been able to breathe fire. That's why they had those weird crests on their heads that might have had something to do with it. I mean, this is all speculation, of course, but that is why he wanted the home on Loch Ness because he was giving kind of a spiritual significance to this serpent-like creature that lived in the loch. It's a pretty interesting story as well. And uh, to go even deeper with uh, Lamb or this entity, um, the gray, the gray beans, it's like, a, it's a strange thing when you think about what's going on with society right now when, you know, there's people on the far left that, you know, want you to chop your dick off. <laughs> and you know it's kind of you know they want you to cut your breast off you know they kind of want us not to have any genitals really and i, I think it we're kind of being ushered into that sort of transhumanist um alien agenda basically it's kind of what they want us to do um but furthermore um lamb um this entity you know they all have the char- characteristics of uh, the jinn you know they're all shapeshifters and, and that of that nature yes absolutely this this is uh you know this is getting really deep into it and th- there is definitely a uh, something that should be noted about the jinn there's a hierarchy that the angels are kind of like at the top and then the jinn are kind of I wouldn't say subordinate to them, but that's kind of the idea. There's a uh, there's good gin and there's bad gin. The good ones will typically they'll like grant you they'll grant you a wish. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they'll feed off dead things like poop or dead rotting carcasses and stuff like that. And the bad ones are more interested in like feeding off of people's emotions, like their negative emotions. That's what Aladdin was about, by the way. The cartoon that was a gin. Prince Ali, 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 Ali Baba. Pretty crazy, right? Strength of 10 regular men, as you can see. Disney um, obviously knew what they were doing. Yeah, you know, and I've been getting like a lot of these sort of intuitive messages about the movie Aladdin. Like, <laughs> That's apparently funny. It has, it's, it's a lot deeper than we realize. And there's symbology in there that has a lot to do with this research that I'm doing. So I'm, I'm still learning about it. But um, the whole Aladdin thing, it's, it's more than meets the eye. Let's put it that way. That's pretty amusing. That is rather amusing and again i still think i i still believe that um covid was not a big scam of sorts i know they were calling it a a scamdemic i mean it partially it was but um i I still believe that this was definitely something that was created um for the intentions of killing us except it was just a science experiment that sort of just sort of quote-unquote leaked out but this wasn't exactly the final product that they hoped for is what I'm getting to, um, Daniel. Sure. Um, right now, I'm thinking it's part of a script because they wanted 
people to die and they wanted people to oppose the vaccine. Like nothing they do is on accident. These people, because they come from these Nephilim bloodlines, they have a certain, they, they have different genetics from us and they have an ability to be clairvoyant towards the population and towards society and understand the past and future in a way that we never would be able to do. I, I suppose you could call it like a, a vampiric, a vampire type of clairvoyance. And this whole thing about the, uh, the COVID and the vaccines and these faces like Bill Gates and people of this nature, we got to really delay our expectation because we don't really fully know what's going on. Most likely what it is, is this new world order. These people are being made to look like the enemies of mankind so that at some point, this hero figure of the elite, this king of terror or king of fear, whatever they call him, um, who we would call the Antichrist or who Christians would call the Antichrist, he's going to be the guy that kind of bells us out from all of this. He's going to come down and he's going to say, hey, everybody, COVID's fake. By the way, the earth is flat. Or, you know, he's going to say things that really appeal to us and especially appeal to Christians. It's people think that like, oh, all these all these elite people, they're against the Bible, they're signed to oppress the Bible. That's not really how it's supposed to play out. The Antichrist is supposed to fool everybody. He's going to pretend to be Jesus Christ, and he's going to get everybody to see him as a hero. Like the way people love Elon Musk, that's nothing compared to what they're going to think of the actual Antichrist when he comes. That more likely than not, he's going to be the one putting people like Bill Gates or whoever comes after him on trial so that he can look like the savior of mankind and there's there's probably going to be some kind of link to these aliens you know maybe something like lamb might come down you know it says in revelations that um, some frog-like beings will come out of the dragon's mouth and all that so uh, most likely everything's going to be unveiled and this is probably this might be one of the reasons why i'm being given this knowledge as well because the antichrist is going to introduce our creators as these ancient astronaut on and on um, let me ask you this who is the antichrist <laughs> i see you found a way to integrate some sound effects sure um but no really who do you think is the antichrist would you say that it is donald j trump well here i'll i'll fill you so hold on i pull up this quote right here some people believe um <laughs> he is for some odd reason i think that's uh rather hilarious i don't think he is the Antichrist, nor do I think it's Obama, um, which a lot of Republicans were saying was <laughs> um, years ago. And, the, and this is all going to my, my book, by the way. This is like me kind of promoting that. Like, I'll just come, out, come right out and say it. Oh, yeah. For those who don't know, um, Daniel, well, most of you don't know this, obviously, but Daniel is putting together a book, um, last I heard. Yes. And uh, if we look at Revelations thirteen eleven, it says... Uh, he was talking about this antichrist figure and he's gonna come along it says yeah he will have horns like a ram and a voice like a dragon and i beheld another beast coming out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spoke as a dragon so actually that's the quote and i beheld another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spoke like a dragon okay so who's the who's the dragon we already know this we know that these elite people who descend all the way back from the ancient anunnaki and all the dragon gods they call themselves dragons so that tells us something this antichrist is going to come from their bloodlines and two horns like a lamb well who's the lamb that's christ he's going to he's going to be from their bloodlines he's going to pretend to be christ he's probably going to be a merovingian because um you know the 
the uh, what are those movies called with Tom Hanks? The the Demons and Angels and uh, the Da Vinci Code. Well, oh yeah, that movie. Whole, mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole idea behind that movie is that the Merovingians are descended from Christ. You know, the story goes that after Christ rose from the dead, he he went across the sea in a boat and he took the three Marys with them and started the um, the Frankish kings and the Merovingian dynasty in France and they have guarded the secrets of the Grail and the secrets of Christ for all these years. And, uh, you know, once the Antichrist comes along, he's, he's probably going to claim to be a descendant of them and claim to be like Christ reborn in the flesh. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah, that, that does make sense. And, um, Daniel, for those that are wondering what exactly led you down this path of this, um, Christianity sort of, um, I think that's kind of what you're following here kind of it's like it's like halfway christianity but it's it's there's a lot of luciferian luciferianism because these draconian bloodlines they are we can't have one without the other you know they're both very esoteric yeah they basically these draconian bloodlines are the luciferians they're they're one and the same they come from the same origins and luciferianism is just a modern day label for this a draconian belief system that they've always had, which kind of evolved a bit back in the times of like the Greeks and the Romans, and it, it became a little bit different. I mean, but, you've always had this. Uh, going back to my question, and you, you've always had this interest, but wh- why now, though? Why, why do you feel the need to um, release this um, w- this book, um, this um, all this work here that you're probably going to have to do here. Writing a book is not easy, by the way. I'm sure, obviously, you know that, but you know, sure. you've always, you know, you've had experience um, writing. You've, you've written a lot of things in the past. But why now, though? Why have you felt this is the time now to release a book? Okay, so um, the story goes: I was, you know, I was channeling this information. I, w- I was getting like these real magical results, and I just wanted to do more and more and get deeper into it because it's like the more. I, I did these magical practices. The more I would get, these, you know, like these voices in my head, these, these downloads, yeah, these downloads, okay. and this impulsiveness to um, go and read certain things. It was like I was being pointed in this particular direction or that mm. particular direction. So I would, you know, a lot of the information I'd find on my own, but it, it would be inspired by like a, a dream or just okay. this thought yeah. appearing in my mind. Well, that makes sense. Okay. And I got more and more addicted to it, and I, I finally started to. <laughs> get into the really sinister creepy stuff a little bit i was like well if you know if lucifer is actually good then i don't have to worry about anything why don't i just summon him or do this ritual or that ritual i was getting really into lilith too and i I actually did these particular rituals that um that put me in a sort of psychic contact with this being that calls itself the devil and it did what the devil does and it tried to tempt me and it asked me what i really really you, you might see the tv show lucifer like he goes up to people and he says oh what is it that you really desire it was like exactly like that he just he asked me what deep down is it that i really want and you know i'm, I'm not even sure i knew this about myself but i all, all of a sudden i said i, I want to be a writer and um some kind of deal was struck i guess next thing i know there's like weird possessed people or bots or whoever the hell they were. I don't know if they're agents or what, but they were kind of like messaging me over social media and telling me, uh, giving me information, telling me not to share too much, telling me I'm going to make money 
you know, all of these things that, you know, looking back, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, is this, am I feeding into some kind of dark agenda? I hope mm. not. You know, I, I hope this is not what it might appear on the surface. I see. You know, you bring up some good points, though. Um, but you didn't exactly um, bring up a point that I just made in my head. And uh, the question is, do you think that Lucifer or Satan, whatever you want to call him, do you think he got kind of a bad rap? Is he really as evil as um, Christians like to label this uh, entity, this being? He was just trying well, to show us, you know, um, he was just trying to expose us to uh, this information. Is that really bad? You know, that's that's the kicker right there. Like Jesus, the, the whole idea behind a lot of this um, line of thought was that Christ and Lucifer are the same being because in, in the Bible, Christ actually refers to himself as the bright morning star. Right. He's calling himself the morning star. So it might be that there are two Lucifers. There could be, there could be Christ and that's a magical current in a way or a, or a, you know, it's a, a consciousness. And then there could be, an antichrist and that's kind of the reverse consciousness where one is holy and and all about following the light and learning things and you know an age of enlightenment and wisdom the other one is a a false light and it's deception and it's trying to lead us off the correct path so it's very possible that there there could be two lucifers you know a, a good one the, the being known as christ and then there's the fake one the deceiver you know the the same type of current that caused judas to betray christ so that that's really the best i can figure out of it it's it's kind of like how you know the catholic church they're you know they're luciferians a lot of people say that there, there's the left-hand path with the black magic of luciferianism and then there's the right-hand path it's all about god and you know the old testament and and all of that but um, it might just be that christianity is kind of like an exoteric form of this deeper doctrine that is like luciferianism and stuff like that like you have this yahweh in the old testament and there's researchers out there that think that he's actually ball mm. you know the, the yeah. god ball right so you have two choices if you're you know if you're a christian like you're either going to be on the right hand and you're going to be like a real bible thumping letter of the law type of christian and you might actually be worshiping baal who is also satan or you might be on the other spectrum in a left-hand path um blood drinking black magician and you're worshiping lucifer and both of these different belief systems go to the same head because they're both about worshiping satan so you you lose whether you're on the left wing of the eagle or the right wing of the eagle but you're still part of the eagle and the eagle is the symbol of america and it was also the symbol of the nazis and it was the symbol of rome you got a question what's going on there would you say that satan or lucifer is the first humanist well it, it just depends on which lucifer because lucifer is a light bringer and there's been many you know there's been zoroaster krishna jesus and buddha and there's been many light bringers and many who have who have brought the knowledge of of source to us humans i don't even think uh, satan was mentioned in the old testament by the way he didn't show up until the new testament yeah you know it's very confusing it is kind of confusing that's true it's hard to sort of 
know you know which version are we sticking to um but it goes beyond all these sort of things and you know we could spend another hour talking about it um easily but in other words um daniel you you definitely feel the need to put this book out about all sorts of things that have gone on in your life and i'm sure you'll talk about this entity that you were you accidentally sort of reached out to sure and you know it this once again this goes back to ancient times and um this this religion that was taught by enki he did all the other gods were enslaving humanity and enki he actually created humans to be you know slaves to the gods but he he was a trickster and he had a different intention deep down he wanted humans to branch out and, and form their own destiny without the gods without being subjugated by these extra dimensional entities and um you know his, his brother and lil was he was god at the time he was the strongest and the most powerful and he was the guy that didn't care that much for humans and he's he's the one that you know he he's the one that did the flood and enki was the one that talked to noah or um Ziasudra, and he's the one that kind of saved everybody so you, you have two two lines of thought. You have these two bloodlines that go all the way back to Enki and Enlil. The the ones that are uh, under Enlil, the eagles. You know these are the uh, Nazis and whatnot, and and the um, ones that are for Enki. They're the the Ophites and the, the Snake Peoples and a lot of the indigenous tribes and the eagles and the the eagles and the snakes have always been at war and they've always been kind of killing each other and it's it's mainly the eagles that have been killing the snakes unfortunately but enki taught a different different way of belief he didn't tell everybody to to worship him he he taught about source and the real god that he called the ancient of days and you know he spread this knowledge to his sons and and thenceforth whereas enlil his brother just kind of wants everybody to worship him and it, you you could call it a tale of two lucifers and both brothers could be called lucifer because they're both bringing their own versions of the light maybe our destiny as humans is to transcend them both or maybe we should ally ourselves with our original creator and father enki who always saw his creation as perfect whereas his brother enlil is trying to alter humanity and and bend them to his will and turn them into something else very nice and for those wondering where can people uh, listen to you by the way daniel i know you're still doing your show but um you're usually just going on Saturday night still, right? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I pretty much have to keep changing the time because my work schedule keeps changing. So we might be changing to Sundays or something like that. But, you know, go to go to our old home at endofdaysradio.com or just search End of Days Radio on it, any of the apps or anything, even even Spotify and iHeartRadio. Made sure it's on all that stuff. And um, join my Discord. Like, you know, I'm trying to get a little bit of a thing going in there so go to endofdaysradio.com and click that link to join the discord and stay tuned for uh, further writings and appearances on other shows and uh my upcoming book that hopefully will get done one of these days very cool very cool and um i know we can um wrap up here but i didn't exactly want to just wrap up just yet i thought we can uh, talk just for a few more minutes here on, on certain things daniel and you know it's it's off this is kind of an off-topic sort of thing, but I know you probably still listen to uh, lots of shows out there, and um, 
Well, actually, I I don't know. Do you still listen to um, any podcast, Daniel, or anything on the radio? Anything of that sort? Yeah, sure. Like uh, some of the shows that I'll follow. uh, I like the Occult Rejects guys. There are a couple of guys that were (laughs) in secret societies, and now they kind of try to expose that sort of stuff. Um, You know, my, my buddy Lee... His show, The Subconscious Realms, even though I can never get him to come <laughs> for an interview. That guy keeps uh, reaching out to me. He wants to bring me on his show. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a good dude. I don't know what his issue is with the timing and stuff like that, though. It's kind of turning into an ongoing joke. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what happened um, between me and him recently. But it was kind of more on my side. Uh. <laughs> at some time issue. Some um, I, I had the wrong, I gave him the wrong time. There's also... Uh, uh sam sam tripoli and he's uh you know he's uh he has his show i think it's called the tinfoil hat podcast and i've been trying to kind of get into that a little bit because i noticed he was following me on twitter and you know he's been very good to our 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 old homeboy uh, xl those guys are actually touring together a little bit uh david you know xl he's he's been getting into stand-up so he's been going out there with sam tripoli and eddie bravo and all those guys yeah, and how's he doing? Um, I haven't talked to him at all, by the way. Yeah, he's he's doing great. I mean, I I can't believe how how far he's come, and you know, he's he's stated that he was inspired by us. So I think that he um learned a thing or two from what we were doing, and he's starting to get a little bit of fame for himself. And I'm I'm really nice. impressed by that. Really proud of that guy. Very good. I had no idea. Yeah, you guys should hook up and reunite. Yeah, well, I'll take him out and um. Give a monkey pox. <laughs> and I'm, I, I don't really like, like ever since Howard came out and, you know, said all the people that don't want to get the vaccine should die. Oh no. <laughs> I was really unimpressed by that. And I, I just sort of like stopped listening to him and stopped being a fan of him. I'm Were just, you subscribed I um, still? I mean, I was subscribed for maybe about two years, I think, um, before I just uh, canceled. Yeah, I, I actually... I subscribed once. You probably remember it back when um, Art Bell was going on Sirius and we were all so excited oh, yeah, about right. that whole Dark Matter show. And I, uh, I, I ended up canceling it when Art Bell decided to pull his show off of there. Rest in peace, Art. I and see. Then I, what's that? Oh, I'm just saying, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, and then uh, not too long ago, I decided to subscribe again because they made it a little bit cheaper and I was getting really into the whole Stern show again, I was uh, kind of becoming a regular on the uh, Kermit and Friends podcast. You know, that nutty chick from the Stern show that dated Benji, Elisa. But why were you listening to her, by the way? She is probably the most annoying person I've, I've ever come across. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was like looking back, it wasn't very smart of me. I guess I just thought she was kind of funny. And I thought it was like, you know, the way that she would troll and stuff like that. I, I thought it was hilarious. But um uh yeah i didn't have that great of an experience you know being a part of that show and part of that community they're they're a little bit crazy they kind of worship her like a cult well she gets her listeners to swat people now yeah exactly she gets them to dox people and swat people and the people that are part of her her like discord and or her like, closest fans, they're all dudes that are like in love with her it's it's really it's really um Oof! It, I was going to say a bad word, but it's really repulsive. And uh, seeing some of these guys that uh, hang on to her, it's 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 something else, boys and girls. It is something else. I'm um, just typing her name. 
And uh, yeah, she's turned into a live streamer now, by the way, if you don't know that. Exactly. Which and is it bad. Was big, it was a big wake-up call for me. Like the whole experience of just, I guess what I'm trying to say is I concluded that that's not really my scene. I don't really have that much chemistry with that crowd. And I'm I'm kind of more into like a more educated, nicer type of audience, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, that makes plenty of sense. This is much more for the degenerates out there. And it's entertaining to watch. I mean, I know all about IP2, and I know some of the personalities like Andy Dick and uh, Gucci's, and um, I'm, I'm forgetting the other people's names, like Captain Content. You know, I know a lot of these people because I was actually watching uh, these people on YouTube, and I just thought, holy shit, uh, <laughs> they do anything just to to get some clout and to uh, get some donations going. You know, they yep. do all kinds of crazy shit. And of course, there was Andy Dick one night. And um, for those who don't know, you know, he got arrested um, maybe three times last year. And then, of course, this year, one for, um, I think he molested someone there. He had d yeah. done something. <laughs> and I believe it. I'm sure he did and had full consent with the person that he touched. Because the other guy is a clout-chasing weirdo. I believe his name is JJ, who um, Andy Dick molested in, in his sleep, or something along those <laughs> lines, yeah. And then recently, well, the second time he was arrested was he was in some sort of abandoned house somewhere up in the mountains. It was a very nice place, and he was led there by some other degenerate, and they told him that he's now the owner of this property and of course that wasn't true and uh, most recently he got arrested for being intoxicated and for failing to register as a sex um, offender by the way to re-register and, and that's exactly what i'm talking about this mentality and i guess you could even say that stern himself had it for a long time is just anything to get more famous like exploiting people embarrassing yourself humiliating your own self just right. to it, it's that's just, the name of the game yeah and that's not me man it's just like it, i kind of had that mentality like back in the days of the ninja shoes forum and stuff like that and you know i it, looking back it, it's just like what was i even going for with a lot of that stuff like this sort of potty humor and stuff like that it's just yeah. like it's so low and base compared to the type of stuff that we're covering nowadays you know, it gets old like, yeah we're, we're getting into like this really intelligent sort of stuff that's really deeply spiritual like historical sort of higher thinking. It, it just doesn't resonate with that poo-poo pee-pee sort of waste of time, potty humor that like, I'm going to embarrass myself to get famous sort of mentality. That's that's just not me. I'm, I'm proud of myself growing out of that. Like that? Oh, shit. What was that? Was that a... That was a toilet. Was that a Elisa dumping her own head in the toilet to uh, get more attention? Yeah, we're, that's what was going on. And... My God, uh, there was a video of her that was just released not long ago, and she's arguing with uh, this male friend of hers, and I guess they were going to some sort of conference, and this male friend of hers is really bad. I mean, he's so possessive, and um, I guess she was trying to go inside his car with, with this other gentleman, this sort of um, guy she just uh, met, and she's trying to bring him into this uh, stranger, well... He's he's a stranger, but, you know, she's trying to bring him into her friend's car and her friend's, like, not having it at all. 
she's uh or he's telling her you know he could find his own way uh to get there but it, it was rather amusing and also kind of messed up though i mean you know this guy thought he was gonna get a ride to this uh conference with lisa and uh, you know he's walking out of work and then he finds out that her friend wants nothing to do with him yeah you know i think what it was was like because i kind of have like these bright sort of eyes and i'm kind of chubby and I'm, and I'm, you know, I try to be like the funny one. I, I think she was kind of seeing like some Benji in me. Oh, no. And she was kind of like, I was like starting to become like the new pet for a little while. And all these sort of like guys that are obsessed with her and stalking her, they was just making them crazy. And they just like wanted to go after me. And they want to kill I, you. Yeah, I was doing a, my show and some guy comes on there and starts saying the N-word and pulling his dick out. Oh, like, my God. Oh, that was, yeah, that was obviously one of her. Yeah, that's what they, yeah, that's what they do. It's embarrassing, really, to have these sort of men around you. Um, but th these are her hanger-ons that she has, though. And I think she loves that sort of attention. That's exactly what it is. It's like she, she likes when you call her a goddess. Like, that really turns Ooh. around. Yeah. You know, I would never call a, a guy or a girl, you know, I would never call a, a woman a queen or a guy. Can't, you know, anyone who says things like that, it's kind of a fag. <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I'm not going to like, you know, give up everything I'm doing to like totally support somebody else. She she had a, her producer, um, he was doing it all, all like for free and everything. And he, he wasn't just doing that. He was also buying her gifts. Like he was, I think he got her like a diamond ring and you know, he was totally in love with her and saying this and that, like he wanted to marry her and all this. It was her new, kinda, it was, it was uh, her new fiance, like Andy Dick. No, this guy was just somebody that was in love with her and she was just totally just like kind of using him and um she she would have some halfway decent guests on her show like she had a guy that was an ex wwe wrestler and like she was interviewing him and andy dick came on there and she just completely ignored this dude and just started focusing totally on andy like it was just ridiculous stuff like that that's, that's kind of weird yeah and I, and I was trying to tell her like hey why don't you make take this more seriously stop embarrassing yourself quit with the stupid shit like get some serious guests on here if you really want to have a career doing this you know it's time to branch out from being a stern show sort of reject or whatever and it's you know you gotta make a name for yourself and i pointing out like you know i got all this experience podcasting and you know i, I know how to market and stuff like this you're just kind of you're not really approaching this the right way and um you know turn, turned out like all of her views were just fake like they were bots they were just like paying for them and really hardly anybody was just hardly anybody was listening to her show so um i think i kind of angered her core group when i was making these suggestions but well, I, don't I, worry I don't worry now she's a full-time streamer now exactly and you know best of luck to her i hope she figures things out in some way but i i don't want any part of that at this point i think she's gonna get murdered probably one of these like <laughs> there's some really crazy people on there dude like if you if you got close to her in any way, they would like come to your house and like leave weird shit on your porch. to Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, one of these days, one of these men are going to enter her building and slit her fucking throat when she's trying to sleep. But see, that's the thing. Instead, she uses these people like as attack dogs and she uses it like as a power. And she'll. If that backfires, though. Eventually that will backfire on you. Yeah, I agree. I know I agree. it's her now.